hey, welcome to Transform Pain to Power, the podcast about what it really takes to resolve pain and the simple, unconventional yet proven techniques to get you there most quickly. Listen in for high-level creative conversation to inspire you to engage with the life that you want in a body that you love. Hello, welcome to episode number three. I'm so glad you're here. This is going to be a great episode. I'm going to talk today about how your thoughts and your mind are related to the pain in your body. And I'm going to talk about it in a number of different ways, make it super duper clear for you to see and to feel so that as you will know, I like to take concepts and make them palpable so that you can really feel them happening in real time. So they are no longer these nebulous, um, ephemeral ideas, but they are in fact lived experiences, right? And then that's when you get that embodied knowledge. And then that's when you get change and that's what we're going for. So before we jump into that topic today, I want to let you know about something that's coming up for me. I am opening up three spaces to work with three individuals closely and directly for a period of three months around November to the end of January, more or less, and work with me directly. I've called this new program Breakthrough Pain in 90 Days or less, which is great because sometimes it does take less than that. And also it's really important for me to put that figure on there because that is what about what you need to experience a significant change, if not a complete resolution. About 90 days, you can experience a really big change. And I want you to know that. And that's one of the reasons why I chose to put that out there front and center because I want you to know when you tap into these parts of yourself, what is really possible. And we're actually, what's really cool, going to get a bit of a taste of that in this episode today when we talk about this whole deal with the thoughts. Because I'm going to lead you through a couple of mind exercises here and there, give you an opportunity to feel, to Get, get a taste of this actually happening inside you and how it actually works, right? So that's going to be super cool. So you'll be able to experience even some of that of shift today. And if you really allow yourself to lean into it, right? I mean, it's a podcast and it's free. So you could easily brush it off and be like, meh, whatever, interesting, but I've got dinner to cook or whatever it is. But if you really allow yourself to stick with me through this podcast and lean into what I'm saying and know that like I'm offering you some gold today, some really, really valuable experiences that alone could change the course of where your life is going right now in terms of your, your, your well-being, your body, and how you relate to it. Literally, I mean, this is amazing stuff. So this whole relationship is one that I love to get into the thoughts, the body, mind, body, 
okay, so at this point, we maybe have some idea that there's a relationship. We know there's a relationship, but the thing is, is that relationship is like the water in which we swim. It is so much a part of our experience and it happens lightning fast, right? It's so quick that it's hard to feel and to recognize exactly how one affects the other and what the the feedback loop is. And we're going to open that up today, which is super cool. And I know that this is also like the, the biggest uh, topic in the sense of, you know, people can get really like genuinely offended about this idea that the thoughts that they're thinking affect their uh, pain. And here's the thing I really want to make super clear from the get-go. I am not saying that the the fact that there's a relationship means that your pain is imagined. I really, really want to be super duper clear about that. I'm not suggesting that anybody's pain is not real or less than what they experience it as. It is very, very real. So I want to make that super clear. And I'm probably going to say that multiple times throughout, you know, all the episodes, because that is definitely a misconception that is not, uh, valuable to be having. So yes, there is a relationship and yes, your pain is very real and yes, you can change it very quickly by understanding this relationship. Okay. So let's get into it. All right, so the way I'm going to move through this today is we're going to start with a more direct explanation of that relationship between the mind and the body. And then we're going to move into something that is a little bit more broad, maybe a little bit more conceptual, but still grounded in science. And what I love is by having that felt sensation of it that we're going to do at the beginning and really go into that um, more clear, direct relationship, that provides a foundation for understanding some of the more conceptual aspects of this relationship. So let's start with a little mind game, which means you're going to use your imagination, right? So you can do this even if you're driving, it's okay, just stay (laughs) paying attention. You don't need to move your body in any specific way. What I want you to do is I want you to begin to imagine something painful. And it doesn't even have to be a real thing for you. It can be something just in your imagination that isn't happening for you right now. For example, imagine that you've tripped and you've hurt your ankle and then the next step that you take, putting your weight on it and having to walk a few steps on that ankle, something like that. So just get that in your mind for a moment. And I want you to go right to the moment before, let's take the ankle as an example. So whatever is in your mind, right to the moment before you were to step on that foot or that ankle, right? Before you were to actually lean your weight on what you think or expect to be painful. And what you do in yourself in the moment just before the pain that you anticipate, right? This could even be getting like a jab or a, um, a, a shot in your arm that you expect it's going to be painful. What do you do in the milliseconds 
just before you receive that shot or you step on that ankle and go into your imagination for a moment. And what do you do? Do you squeeze your eyes shut? Do you hold your breath? Do you squeeze your fingers? Do you draw in a sharp intake of air? Do you go, right? Do you, what? See in yourself what your reaction is. Okay, now, this is so cool, you can do this all in your imagination. So I want you to come back to before (laughs) that moment and we're going to go through it again, but in a completely different way. I want you to instead, you can actually do this or you can do it in your imagination, right? It's just a breathing uh, technique. So as you get to that moment just before, you're going to either step on your foot or get the shot, whatever it is in your imagination, whatever pain stimulus it is, just before, I want you to let out a soft exhale, just soft in your body, soft through your lips, and just let out that soft exhale and step onto that foot or do whatever it is that you think is going to be painful via this soft exhale. And I want you to do that fully. And if you're with me, and if you've done it, what did you sense was the difference in the actual uh, feeling of the actual action of the shot or whatever it is that you're imagining? What was the difference in yourself? What was the difference in the sensation? What was the pain level like? Was it any different? Now, this is all in your imagination, but what's amazing is that your imagination is based on real life. (laughs) So it's actually pretty accurate. You know, um, we can use the imagination to actually change our relationship and our perception and therefore things that we experience in our body. So perhaps what you noticed in that is that the first time that you were anticipating pain or any time that you anticipate pain, there's a reaction that you have in your body. And usually it's along, somewhere along the lines of a kind of contraction, like where you draw yourself in and up, you'd maybe take in a breath of air and you prepare for something painful. You prepare yourself. And in doing that, one of the things that you're doing is you're, you're um, stiffening your whole self, you're stiffening your muscles, you're bracing, and you also do that with your breath, right? You hold your breath. What do you do when you anticipate pain? You don't go, ah, right? No, you go, okay. So that in and of itself is, does two things. Number one, it confirms the expectation for your mind. That reaction says, yep, this is going to be painful. You were right and we need to prepare for it. And here we are preparing. So it kind of reaffirms that expectation that it's going to be painful. And then that reaffirms that the pain signal that your mind is about to produce should be commensurate with that expectation. It should be painful, right? And so the 
the mind will, the nervous system will act accordingly. What it also does is it tenses your, your body and your ability to flow and move with flow and ease, right? When you think of moving with ease and you think of like free flowing, easy movement in the body, it's the opposite of contraction and tightness and stiffness and bracing. So if you're constantly bracing, then you're going to impede the free-flowing movement of your body, the natural way that your body is designed to move, and you're going to be actually communicating to your mind, this is painful, this is no good, this is bad, prepare yourself for the worst. Right? So can you see that relationship? Now, if you, so if you are going through life and you think that you're knees are fragile and you think that your back is vulnerable, you're going to move in such a way that relates to those ideas, that relates to those thoughts. And that feedback loop is going to be activated. Okay. So that is one way that your thoughts affect your pain. Remember, pain is an interpretation that your mind makes in a split second right? What is the level of threat here? What is the, the degree of attention that I need to create around or alarm that I need to create around this situation? Now, some of you might be thinking a couple of things. Number one, how can I have any different experience when I have a structural problem in my knee, hip, shoulder, back, whatever that causes pain? How can I think about it any differently now and now here's the kind of next level that we're going to go to but right now here's what I want to invite you to do I want you to first invite you to think about all the different ways that you think about your own body and what you already understand to be the relationship between those thoughts and the way that you feel perceive and move your body just consider that for a moment. What are the thoughts that you think? Everybody thinks something about their body. Everybody thinks something about their pain. What are the thoughts that are going on for you? And what is the connection that you can identify or begin to perceive for yourself? Because already most people come to this conversation with some lived experience, some awareness of the mind-body relationship. It's not, it's just not necessarily thought of or spoken about much, but we all have awareness of how our thoughts and our, our, our body are related in, in different ways when we really start to dig under the initial layers. So let's go on to the next level, which I mentioned a moment ago. So what is really interesting about this, and here's the secret, <laughs> The little known secret that, that, that everybody should know that some people kind of have a sense of, but maybe you don't trust, you're not sure, right? Because we live in our bodies, we live with our minds, so we live with this relationship all the time. So it is something that we experience all the time, but it's just that it happens so, um, so quickly or we're just inside of it that it's hard to see it for what it is. So 
the secret that I want to tell you is that the biggest, most significant factor when it comes to your health and well-being more than anything else is your mind, are your beliefs about your situation. And this is not hocus pocus woo-woo anymore. This is science. This is what is showing more and more to be more relevant than anything else, more than diet, more than exercise. And there are a few other really important components, but I'm not going to get into those today because we're talking about thoughts, right? And the interesting thing about this is that we all kind of know the phenomenon of the placebo effect, right? Nobody questions that that's real. We know that it's real. It's been studied. It's been identified multiple times in multiple different ways with multiple kinds of illnesses. Many people don't know that it's also been identified with joint pain, something that we think of as incredibly physical or structural has also been shown to be highly affected by the placebo effect. In fact, um, somebody wrote a whole book about all the research that's been done in this area. Thank you, Ian Harris, orthopedic surgeon, uh, who used to specialize in hip surgery, wrote a wonderful book collecting all of this data. It's called Surgery. What's it called? Surgery, the Ultimate Placebo. I recommend it. I'm going to do a review on it one of these days. It's going to be good. So many people know about the placebo effect. What a lot of people don't know about is the nocebo effect. Yes, the nocebo effect is a real thing. Uh, many in uh, the mainstream don't know about it, but it's acknowledged and recognized in medicine, right? In the medical field. So the nocebo effect is essentially the opposite, right? It's that negative information about your situation can have harmful impacts on your health. I think it was the American Pain Society realized this. I mean, many places realized this long ago about getting MRIs, that the statistics show that once you get an MRI on your back, your pain gets worse and you need to get more medical intervention. Statistics show that when you get one um, joint replacement, you often need another one later in another joint because you have the belief that your body is disintegrating or falling apart. And the one thing with a lot of these diagnoses that we're given is that they're all thought to be irreversible for the most part, right? If it's structural, how can I change it? If it's degenerative, what can I possibly do? What I can do is just mitigate the effects or manage the pain or manage the symptoms, right? So those, that way of thinking has a very powerful impact on our way of behaving, literally moving, literally breathing. <laughs> and those literal things, the way you physically move your body and the way that you breathe have an impact on your physical body, right? So we know this one connection that this very direct connection, but also look that your mind is 100% the one who is interpreting 
how much of a problem this or that sensation is or whether or not it's safe. And so if your mind believes that there is a problem that is not really fixable without surgery or that it's um, going to haunt you or could keep coming back or that there's a weakness or a fragility here or there, then your mind is going to interpret sensations in such a way that uh, accord with that belief. Okay? So that is another very powerful way that your thoughts affect your pain. What are you thinking right now? What are you feeling in this moment? What's happening for you? Do you see how you can utilize this information for your benefit? Are you stuck somewhere? Reach out to me and let me know how this is landing for you. So one more thing I want to offer you. Beliefs that you have are really just thought habits. A belief is one of two things. It's uh, something that you acquired along the way that you never questioned, that you never put to, is this true or is this not true? Or it's a thought that you've had over and over and over and over again. Now, one of the things that's important to know is that when it comes to experiences in our body, like pain, we think that we can just trust what the brain is producing. We can just trust that this is real. We can just trust that everything we think is true. <laughs> I'm sorry to burst that bubble, but in fact, when you realize that the brain has angles, right? That it's trying, it's vying for your safety. It's vying for your protection. It's like it, it chooses safety over courage. It chooses protection over growth. And there's a reason for that. Um, that, that is your, your subconscious default mode. And so when you realize that what's wonderful is it opens the door to working with that uh, potential of your mind, that flexibility potential of your mind. So when you have an unchallenged thought or belief, right? The only thing between now and the changing or the evolution of that belief is time and experience, right? So you can add to the experience that you've had by looking for information about this topic, right? So I don't want you to feel like right now I need to just take everything that Molly is saying for her word and I don't understand it, but I need to believe it. Or the opposite, this is quackery. <laughs> I, I don't understand it. Therefore, I'm going to brush it off and not pay attention to it, right? That if this is new information to you, there is actually quite a bit of, um, there are quite a bit of resources on the internet these days. <laughs> Funny thing that, and if you look, it's like the same thing. If you look for the right thing, you're going to start to find it. And everything that I'm coming to you with today is our information that originally totally rocked my world. It blew my mind. It was utterly confusing. I didn't understand it. There was a time when 
I just had like, I hear what these people are saying. I know that they're truthful and yet I don't really believe it because I don't understand it. And all of these things, right, in talking about this mind-body relationship with pain. And I didn't, when, when I came into this information for the first time, it took me a little while to understand it. It took me a little while. I had to sit with it. I had to play with it. I had to, as I said, use my way of understanding and feeling my own body to try and tease out some logical explanation that I could understand. So I invite you to do the same. Again, don't take my word for it, but try it on. Really take it close into your body and into your life, right? Instead of just looking and reading what other people say, actually look at your own life and try on different ideas. Explore. What does it feel like if I think of my back as strong and supple and capable of healing? What is it like if I think of my body as this incredible healing machine that knows how to self-regulate, that knows what it takes to be strong, to be flexible. And all I have to do is to lean into that potential. All I have to do is to support it with my mind. What happens And how does that change your relationship? You could just think, my back is fragile. My spine is disintegrating. What does that feel like? And then go to, my back is strong. My back is supple. My back is designed well, right? And try on different thoughts and see how they affect your sense of yourself. And here's the final piece of it. (laughs) This is tricky because what I said a moment ago was that you can't always trust (laughs) what your brain is producing. But here I'm going to ask you to trust the experience of the sensation. Because here's the amazing thing. You, there is no right way in this situation. There are only options. And you get to choose, you get to lean into and move toward the option that you want more of, right? So when I say um, to trust your mind, what I want to say is to trust your desire, to trust your intuition for where you want to go, what you want to feel in your own body. So if one thought produces one feeling and another thought produces a a different feeling, even if that difference is subtle, can you identify that subtle difference and feel a desire towards one or the other? And if you desire one, go for it. What's to stop you? So what I want you to trust is the power of your mind, right? Trust the power of your mind when it comes to your body. And you can gain this trust by trying on different thoughts, by trying on different, uh, in different circumstances, in different situations. What happens when you play, when you get creative with your own mind and thinking? All right. 
that's it for today, folks. <laughs> I hope you found this useful. I certainly do. And that's why I'm sharing it with you. So let's have a conversation. Reach out to me. Let me know how this lands for you. I know you're going to have questions. So share them. Let's talk about it. Let's get our questions out. You can type a question in the comments or you can even send me an email. Sometimes I might even do a podcast on a bunch of different questions, answering questions. That would be awesome. Yes, it would. <laughs> so send me uh, your experiences and your questions. Let's have a conversation. Let's move everything forward in the direction that we each and every one of us desires and utilize that power that we all have. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful evening. Wherever you are in this world, I'll see you again soon. Thanks for joining me today. Remember, if you are curious whether or not this relates to you, you can take our self-assessment for mind-body pain. It's really easy to access. There's a link in the show notes. You can also go to our website to get it, www.movetonourish.com. You can also join our free Facebook community, or if you want to work with me personally, send me a direct email at molly at movetonourish.com. And of course, all of this is linked up in the show notes. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you soon.